Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Good morning and welcome to the conversation with Steve and Sean for Friday, Friday's conversation. And we are into um, starting with a conversation that we are kicking off in. And uh, so, yeah, time to hit the record button. Here we are. And it's great to be with you again. And hope you can follow with us right through until the end. Uh, because who knows what we come up with at the end of this. Who knows? Right. Rather, rather than looking to jostle again we come to that principle you see if right right once again we're back there at that same thing jostling or juxtaposing each other for that particular position yes Yes. not serving one another no and not serving the people but actually jostling for my not influence godly influence but my influence i can get my agenda pushed through here and that That is, you know, not kingdom, you know. So we, right. th- that principle is overarching. It's just like it shall not be so among you. I mean, that, anyway, that's right. how I that's how I um, have interpreted it. So when I when I talk about leading, um, I, I I mean I hear and I agree with you totally. It's just like for me, it's like okay, I'm coming from this kingdom mindset where. Uh, the, the leading brother is really the spokesperson for for the eldership. It's not, I am over, therefore I have yeah. the last word on it, you know? So, well, like you said, even, it changed Yes, from time to time. I mean, Peter was at one point. Yeah. James had, James says, well, it seems good to me and the brethren to do this. Well, now all of a sudden, James is the chief elder? No. Yeah. It just happened that he that he had the voice at that time or the administration of it or whatever. And he was speaking for the whole group. He wasn't. And same thing with Peter. He was, it was on him. I hate to say the anointing because that brings a whole nother. That's a whole nother thing out there. But that was, that was something where the, the Lord or the chief shepherd was speaking through him to voice what was going on in that whole place. So, uh, and and then everybody else agreed. So it wasn't, it wasn't a matter of these guys are the chief elder then changes every week or every month or whatever. It's a matter of these guys really did really were in the works there to help each other and to help build something collectively as opposed to vying for position again. Right. Exactly. So, um, but that, see, even, um, even between us right now, we're finding definition on, yeah. on these things. Huh. And, and if it's, and you and I have been, you know, working at this for how long? 25 years hashing this stuff out. Hmm. And even in that little detail right there to bring that up again and to go, Hmm, yeah, let's look at this then from a, from a different perspective because when I hear somebody say something like that immediately, it triggers it through my filter system and I go, ah, no, we can't have it that way. But to hear the way you're saying it is totally is to, we're speaking the same thing. It's just, we're, it's definition of terms. It's again, right. Right. The paradigm, because 
a culture sets a paradigm and the paradigm sets a culture and that determines how we filter, how we understand values, how we understand norms, how we understand principles, behavior, dress, code, um, guidelines. You know, it's like everything gets filtered through a culture. And, and that right. is my whole, my whole point is, is that, <laughs> I mean, you and I, we, talk, we, get, we go into something, we talk about something with a, a group of guys and immediately it's taken up the wrong way. But I, I, I know straight away is that we're talking two different paradigms. Totally. Right. So, right. You, you know, and I'm not talking about you and me. I'm talking about them and us. So, I'm right. saying, okay, so you, you determine to filter a word through your paradigm, which means you understand it in your Greek Gentile mentality, which means it doesn't make sense within the context of what you want to do as far as church is concerned. But if you, or your ministry or whatever, or your ministry or, or your, your, you know, what you feel you need to be doing. And so, uh, but we don't, we, and that's my, my beef with people that write off things just like that, because I'm going, what you've done is you've, you've rejected a paradigm. Jesus said this, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was the first right. message he preached after coming out of John's ministry, who preached the same thing. And after John is arrested, Jesus starts preaching and he starts saying, the, repent, change your mindset. Not just change your, your, your mind, but change your mindset, change your belief system. Metanoia, it's a total transformation. Because the kingdom of heaven is here at hand. It's, it's, it's right here. You're not going to be able to interpret what I do and what I say if you don't have this change of mindset. And he tells right. Peter, he says, Peter, you're not mindful of the things of God. You're mindful of the things of men. Right. That word there, it's, it's a nuance. It's the same word. It's like your mindset is set on pleasing men and pleasing what they want but not what God wants. And I'm just like, that is like revolutionary. It's just, uh, and that's the problem that we have. And so like we thrash it out because now you and I have agreed, okay, we are finding a paradigm. We prepared, we prepared to reanalyze or relook, reevaluate, reassess our terms within the context of this paradigm. Right. Right. And not just to have this, the shorthand where I say a word and it means a certain thing because we're talking to so many people. I mean, there's a lot of people that listen in. Right. So if I say the word elder, it means 150, well, as many as there are people listening sure. to, sure. you know, that it, <laughs> there's two different thoughts at least to this. Yeah. And so every one of them has their own definition of what this is. Exactly. And that's what, that's what makes it tough, and that's why I said it's almost like the Tower of Babel. <laughs> Our language has been so confused that we cannot build in the same direction. Right. We can't do it right. because our, our language is confused. We, yeah. don't, we can't build for that same kingdom. Each one of us has our own language. We have our own ideas. We're, just like, for instance, I say the word senior pastor. Okay. In a certain culture, 
that's something that's totally accepted. In fact, that's that's something that's promoted. Uh, he is the he is the one who is in charge of everything, senior pastor. However, when you look in the scripture, that word doesn't exist. It's well, it actually does, but it's the word chief shepherd and bishop, which literally translated would mean chief elder. Hmm. But chief shepherd and bishop, there's only one of them, and that's Christ. So. If I'm going to call myself the senior pastor or the chief shepherd of this particular thing, that means I'm calling myself Christ or king of this. This is my church. That's what I'm saying. So um, that's, that's where this language is going to get us in trouble because of that Gentile mindset of, of I'm going to rule over this thing because I need it to go a certain direction. Right. And if it's not going that direction, or if it's good going too fast, hmm. or if it's doing something I, I'm kind of cautious. Pardon me? That I can't control. Right, right. That I, yeah, and that's what the issue comes down to is the control. Yeah. So if I, if I have a stranglehold on this thing, then there's something wrong with me and my ability to lead by Christ, because all I'm doing is representing Christ anyway, even as an elder. I'm here to watch over your soul, not over your spirit, man, or anything else. I'm here to, I'm here to make sure your soul doesn't go wacky. Yeah. So uh, that's my most of my job. Yeah. But um, it, you and I've talked about this several times. Hey, maybe we ought to go into the eldership and and really study it out, you know. And and uh, uh, I'm thinking, holy mackerel, that's is a big, big subject as far as just what what is an elder you know in timothy what is an elder uh what does that entail uh how does that work how do they because right at the very first when when you start meeting together in a home you don't have an eldership no because it's not time to establish governments yet christ isn't there to establish governments that's one of the last thing he establishes according to first corinthians 12 so, you know, we don't even have to worry about elders. Let's just do who we are and grow together as a family of God with our Father and just be be good kids and play in the sand pile together, <laughs> you know, and learn from one another, grow from one another until uh, – and, and different ones of us will have different administrations at different times. That's right. And just learn how to work with each other that way. I, I think – you know, I come back down to this again, the paradigm, but it's just like, this is where uh, family becomes important. I mean, right. so the understanding of generations within the context of a spiritual family. And it's like, right. say, all right, you know, uh, Sean, you're Technon and, and Steve, you Pater, you know, it's just like, um, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the simple fact is, is that, we recognize the nurturing moms and dads amongst us. Who are the mature ones who have a walk, not positionally, but who have a walk with God that goes before others who can help others in their walk, right. not to preside over them, not to subject them, not to, uh, but just to be a mom and a dad. And you see, I mean, I tried to work with a, with a local church and, and that's what I was saying, you know, the, the pastor immediately saw me trying to take his position. Right. And that's not once. That's now a number of times over the years. And I just like, the insecurity is absolute gobsmacking. I mean, it's just like, 
I cannot believe leaders can be so... I understand. I mean, I understand. I understand others have come in and try to take their position and try and take their ministries and so I understand that. But when I come in and go, I don't believe in hierarchy. I believe in in uh, a, a brotherhood of priesthood of kings and, 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 and priests. But what I do believe in, I believe in maturity. I believe in those that are moms and dads. I believe those in, as, as the young men, and I believe in those as the children. Moms well, you recognize that in, that in spirit anyway. I mean, that's, people are naturally drawn toward that Melchizedek. Absolutely. And that's Melchizedek order. You Absolutely. recognize Christ yeah. in that person. That's right. And, and their journey, I mean, it's like they've, they've grown up and those are the ones. So that's okay. We go back to Ephesians chapter four and it talks about that the, the, the fivefold gifts, the Doma gifts um, are there to equip the saints for works of ministry to grow them up into maturity. So that no more children. And so that they all those mature ones can contribute like what you always talk about, you know, bone to bone, joint to joint, um, getting their supply from their, their head, not from the gifts, but right, from their right, head. Right. They are mature enough to get the, the supply from the head to bring it for the growth of the body and the edification yeah. of the body. Till we all come. Sorry? Till we all come. Till we Till all come all. into, yes. And so for me, and that's the work of ministry. We see work of ministry as I equip you to do this ministry, to run my programs, to do this, to make the church grow. I did that. That's what I thought. That's what I was taught. You know, and now it's like I look back on that. I look at that. I've looked at Ephesians 4 over and over and over and over, over 20 years. I've looked at it so many times. Again, I don't see that anymore because, again, because I'm interpreting it differently through a different paradigm. Right. And, and so... I recognize, I mean, I recognize your maturity. I recognize that you are a step ahead of me in, in walking this thing out, in your experience and things. I recognize that. That's why you're here. That's why I, <laughs> you know, that's why I, I have these discussions with you and I don't feel threatened by our journey in paradigm. I don't have our, no. uh, in, I'm not threatened by our journey in Repentance in that sense of change of mindset. I'm not threatened by it because we, we're looking for the same thing. And I go, okay, so. It's a matter of heart. It, if I know that your heart is toward Christ, yes. just like Melchizedek, yes. I recognize Christ there. And yeah. so that's what I'm following. And, and that's why, you know, we continue to meet time after time over the last. 20 years. <laughs> yeah, quarter of a century. Yeah. Quarter of a Entry, dude. I mean, <laughs> oh, that's scary. Don't even talk about it. I know. But when, yeah, yeah, the old man with the white hair. But when you think about that, as far as just uh, like you've said before, it's the relationship is non negotiable. So, you know, our paradigms can shift because just reading a scripture from where I'm at now, six months down the road in my journey and I read that same scripture, it doesn't mean a totally different thing, but I get new light on different things because of where I'm looking, the, the place in Christ I'm at now, I look back at it and I go, oh, that's a totally different meaning right now to me. Right, right. Yeah, but that's, that's the thing. And, and so we, we're growing in this in process and right. 
and <laughs> I just thought of something and uh, let lost me, it. Yeah, not lost it, but let me um, phrase it right. Uh, big, the culture of the kingdom is family. Right. And family, the culture of family is, the, all the substance of family is relationship. Right. And, and uh, um, relationship is built upon an understanding of the generations. That, that's really what it is. So we, in society today, what we have is a total disregard for, for that. It's right. like my agenda, my selfish agenda, I will impose, that's it. I don't care if you're old, if you're younger than me. There's no investment in the next generation. Uh, we see that with politicians. They, they care more about the next campaign than they do about the next generation. Right. There's no preparation for the next generation. They don't care. They, they, uh, and I'm going to touch on something now, but that's why we put kids in a basement in a children's church somewhere, youth, you know, have their little meeting because when, when you're 18, now you become a tithing member of this church. You know, right. it's just like they're not interested in that. So you didn't care to build a relationship. Oh, it's all about money. It's all about power and money. And the fact of the matter is, is that you, they say you didn't care about us when you didn't build relationship with us. You didn't invest in us. We weren't important to you. No, they don't say it like that, but that's really what it is. It's like, uh, then they show you the middle finger when they get to 18 or 17, now 16 years old. We're not interested in what you have to do or what you have right. to say. Not interested in your program or your institution. Not interested. And so we, because it's all about the relationship, what, you, what you're saying. So if we begin to understand, and <laughs> that's the tough part, is like when, when I have somebody criticize me about a term that I use, <laughs> And I go, what you've done is interpreted my term through your paradigm, but you right. don't understand the overall picture of the culture. Then I have a problem with that because what you've done is resolutely, it totally eliminated everything that I've said purely right. because right. you are right and I'm wrong. Right. That's true. Isn't that what we're seeing today politically in our country? It's just right. like, you're right, I'm wrong, that's it, finished. You're, or, or I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I don't normally say I'm wrong. But yeah, yeah, no, no. We don't. <laughs> Inferior people will say I'm wrong and you're right. You know, that right. lose-win situation is like, okay, in relationship you find that more. Okay, well, you're right and I'm probably wrong. You know, it's just that doesn't, that defeats every objective of growing anything. But, yeah. again, I come back to the point and say, Steve, you – you know, I don't call you my spiritual father. I don't call you my bishop. I don't call you. We, we just fellowship day after, you know, week after week, month after month for 25 years, talking and sharing these ideas and concepts together, growing through it. But yet I recognize, as I did with Dave and Alice, I recognize the maturity, the character. I recognize the journey. And I said, well, that's why I bounce these things off you and say, okay, here's somebody that, we don't agree on everything, but there's, there's enough pursuit of Christ. There's right. enough pursuit of his kingdom to say, well, okay, you know, we can find common ground. Not common ground. That sounds so platitudes. No, that sounds like we're both giving up something. Yeah, no, it's we like can... platitudes, that stuff. Yeah. We, we're prepared to wrestle, but at the same time not negotiate the relationship right. ever. 
Right. And that's and find out what Christ believes about it, not not our own. The thing that I found is that we don't hang on to our own paradigm so tightly yes. that we don't look at what Christ is saying yes. through even somebody else. Exactly. Because if, if Melchizedek indeed does come, which he does come, uh, uh, God, the Prince of Peace, whatever, sends somebody with a word or with something to bless us with, if I totally shut down because he doesn't say it the way I want it said, I'm going to miss the kingdom of God at that point. Christ said something that was, I mean, he said, I'm the firstborn among many brethren. Mm. It shows a relationship that he had and wanted to maintain that wasn't, as I've said before, Luke, I am your father. He never came and positioned himself that way. Although maybe he was king of kings, Lord of lords. I mean, he really was. But he says, I'm the firstborn among many brethren. I want this relationship with you guys to where you can look to me and say, okay, this is how we do it.